Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. So today at Stem Cells at Lunch we had uh, Chris Baker. Um, Chris did his PhD with uh, Professor Fiona Watt in Cambridge, but then he decided to make another move and joined the Cancer Research UK Technology to be a business manager. Uh, Chris, can you tell me a bit more about your career path? So, I, I guess I, I still enjoyed the science in Fiona's lab. I wouldn't want her to think otherwise. And But I, I also then looked at whether I wanted to do a postdoc and then what happened after that. And I was watching all the senior group leaders sat in their offices writing their, their I guess, their grant applications. And I realised that that's, that's not my forte. That's not my strength. Um, what I do still like is the science and the reviewing of the science and interacting with the people to find out what they're going to do next. So I was simply looking around for what other opportunities uh, that could meet those uh, attributes that I thought I was stronger at and came across Cancer Research Technology, who had a couple of business managers based in the Institute uh, at the Cambridge Research Institute for CRUK and spoke to them. I tried to understand what they were up to. Uh, they didn't scare me off too much. And they pointed me in the direction of Praxis Unico, who are sort of the overarching company who look after people who work in technology transfer. And by way of sort of quick introduction to technology transfer, the idea is to speak with the scientists to help them develop their science to, shall we say, the next stage that would allow them to be commercialised. So if you're wanting to run a clinical trial, you're going to need several hundred million pounds in the long run if you're going to be running a phase two and then a phase three. Um, most universities or charities don't have that kind of spare cash in their back pocket um, for being able to run multiples of those because they don't always work out, as I think any scientist appreciates. Uh, biology is a little bit more complicated than we uh, uh, would like it to be, but that's the fun of it and the beauty of it. And um, so therefore, at some point, if you're wanting to get something onto the market to help patients, you're going to need a big financial backer. Uh, but at the same time, the scientists want to be able to keep going down doing what they're doing, the fundamental research. And so I went along to a Praxis Unico course, and they introduced me um, to what was required, how you look at the science, how you protect the science, how you try and take it further forward, and how you interact with the companies and put the relevant agreements in place. And I came back off that course, still happy, looking forward to going on to it, uh, looking to get into tech transfer, and applied to cancer research technology as an intern, just working in their reagents group. So I spent a month helping trying to source reagents that people had left at the back of their fridge or their freezer that weren't doing anything, had done very nicely in the publication, but then had just been left there. And the idea here was to make those reagents available to the wider scientific community and put them on a, a website effectively. And then people like Abcam or Millipore would be able to sell them on. So therefore, what had already achieved one great paper would hopefully be released and make many, many more fantastic papers by having these reagents available. And while I was doing this one month internship with them, uh, there was interview positions became available for being a business manager. So more than just reagents, absolutely anything that Cancer Research UK funds, these managers go in and speak to the scientists and see how they can help progress them or help find collaborations, whatever is required. I interviewed, 
Uh, I've got the position and I've been here for the last seven years learning all sorts of new things and different areas of cancer biology uh, that I'd, I'd really not considered when I was doing just my very fine small area of beta-catenin in skin cancer during my PhD. Wow, that sounds great. So basically what you do in cancer research technology, what you do is that you develop and commercialize all these um, existing new discoveries in cancer research. So tell me, how do you take an initial idea and develop it into a business? Meaning, what is the path to follow from that great idea, that great seed, into a nice big tree with green leaves and even fruits if your, if your uh, clinical trial goes, um, goes with a green light? How, how does it work? down with the scientists first of all and see see what they've been up to what they have done so far and uh, there are so many different areas that you can take this forward on so we're, we can focus on therapeutics as opposed to devices or biomarkers but uh, usually a scientist maybe has run a screen something like that and has identified a, a top hit that they think is uh, very interesting that in this situation if you downregulate this gene the cancer cells die that it's not as simple as from that to then having a drug on the market. It doesn't always pan out perfectly from that point. So there's an idea around target validation. So is this something that if you knock down will actually cause cancer cells to go uh, reduce? When you speak with the scientists, do they want to be involved in that step? Do they want to do the target validation? Or do they want to, they've done their screen, they're ready to publish, they want to continue. So we'll look and work with them what they want the next steps to be. Do they want to be involved in, shall we say, this early stage drug discovery? Would they like to be linked up with somebody? So we have drug discovery units, one at CRT, but also around the country, uh, the ICR, Manchester, the Beetson Institute, for example, and also Newcastle, where they have experts in that area who can help the scientists understand what is required to get that target better validated before you could then go through the sort of drug discovery process bit, antibody generation or small molecule. So that fundamentally what we're trying to do is understand where they've got the science to, first of all, and then who is the best person to link them up with to get it to the next stage where there is a, a package of, shall we say, intellectual property or knowledge that would be of interest to a commercial entity like a biotech or a pharmaceutical. And usually in the drug discovery process, that's once you get efficacy in an animal model, so in a mouse model or a couple of mouse models. That's when we we'll then look to take, make a, I guess, almost a brochure, a, a nice looking leaflet or presentation to go out to these companies and say, we have this, we know you're interested in this area of cancer, we've got uh, this target or these early stage drugs would you be interested in taking these further? And again, some of them wish to do that in collaboration the next days, next steps. Others wish to take it forward themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, we then negotiate those agreements or interactions going forward. And hopefully, science pending, they are then successful in taking them forward all the way uh, through the phase one, two, three trials and onto the market. So ultimately getting the patient benefit from that very initial idea mm -hmm. of just a, a target so in cancer research technology, you take ideas and uh, collaborate with scientists just based in UK or all across Europe or, or the world? Imagine that if a group working in, let's say, Italy has this great idea, but then 
wouldn't have the support that you would have here uh, with, for example, Cancer Research UK, would they? Would you be able to collaborate internationally too? So, yes, yes and no, actually. So, primarily, we have to look after everything that comes out from Cancer Research UK funded work. Okay. Often that can already be in collaboration with people internationally, and we have set up some, what we refer to as alliances, so themed areas of drug discovery, where not all the people have been CRUK funded or even based in the UK. Mm -hmm. And it's wherever the experts have been, shall we say, tumour metabolism, and we have brought those together. We also, just because of the size and number of business managers we have, can help out smaller charities, some of which aren't based in the UK, uh, such as the Danish Cancer Society. And we also worked with Cancer Therapeutics, or CTX, over in Australia when they first started. So we are willing to help where we can, um, but we wouldn't want to, I guess, dilute the uh, benefit that we can give our Cancer Research UK researchers in the first place. But yes, we're, we're definitely open to the fact that although the UK has a lot of fantastic scientists, there are a few more outside of the UK too. Great, great. And tell me, just recently I heard about this grand challenge of CR research, um, Cancer Research UK. Can you tell me a bit more about it? What exactly is it? And because from what I understood, it's again a collaboration. And since science doesn't have borders, it's a collaboration with labs from all over Europe. So can you tell me a bit more about what is the great, the grand challenge and um, who is applying to this and what are you going, what is the outcome of this challenge? Sure. So... See, Cancer Research UK's grand challenge was launched uh, late 2015 for applications from teams globally. And it was also uh, commercial entities could be involved as well. So there was a, the hope is, or the belief is that in the long run, CRUK would like to create a network of scientists from around the world who are going to be able to overcome some of the biggest problems of currently facing cancer researchers. So this is, again, the acknowledgement that you can't do research in silos. That is really going to be groundbreaking. Mm. And to try and generate momentum in this area, each grant is £20 million to be shared amongst that team. Over approximately five years, uh, each grant will be made. And the, initially, they've set uh, seven questions, seven broad questions, and they just uh, try try what you think as a team could move that field for much further forward. And the idea is that the sum of the parts is going to have to be much greater than those individual programs. So it's rather than funding five program grants or individual large sum grants, actually pulling those together and the outputs of one lab feeding into another and everyone sharing ideas constantly to achieve something much better. And it's the first time Cancer Research UK has really tried to fund internationally in this way, and that large amounts of money will be deposited in the universities abroad. But it has felt this is the only way that we're really going to see a step change and for CRUK to try and meet its goal of, instead of it only being two in four people who are surviving five years of cancer, that it actually go up to three in four in the next 20 years. So progress has been made, but to get to the next stage, we're going to have to do something different. And... The Grand Challenge are our first example of that, of which we're hoping the announcement of the, the winning teams will be uh, in a couple of weeks now. I think it's the 10th of February that the press release will go out. 
saying who the in, international teams and there. I can't say how many and who are in there, but I can say at least say that there are European and US universities and a couple of for-profit companies involved, and there are multiple teams. So we're very, very excited uh, about how this has gone. It's been a fantastic process with some truly groundbreaking, innovative ideas that are coming out of them. Hopefully there'll be more in years to come, and this network of scientists who are willing to share ideas around the world will come into fruition. And there'll be more people from Asia and Australia and Africa applying to help this network grow and grow. Well, Chris, thank you so much for uh, coming for Stem Cells at Lunch today. And um, also, I'd like to finish by acknowledging Cancer Research UK for their great work on uh, getting funds for, for us, getting funds to use um, on um, uh, research in cancer. It's thanks to those amazing uh, charities that we are able to move on and uh, f help people fighting cancer. Thanks again, have a nice day.